welcome to the Audit 15 Fund podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about data analytics. And to talk, and to talk about that topic today, I have as my guest, Nicola Oshin-Aike. Nicola is the founder of Audit Data Hub, helping beginners develop digital skills. She started out as a mechanical engineer and has worked across internal audit, mainly technology, for 13 years. She's currently helping audit professionals upskill in data analytics with her unique course, Learning to Audit Using Data, especially for beginners, especially for auditors. He has recently launched on the platform Autotopia. Welcome, Nicola. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Hey, John. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. This is, you know, I I think it's a topic that everybody has been talking about for so, so many years. <laughs> so it may be, but I think we're going to touch on some different different aspects or different uh you know, topics within within data analytics that I, I hope it's going to be, you know, thought-provoking. I'm sure it's going to be thought-provoking for our listeners. So the, my first question to you is, do you think uh, auditors, the challenge that they have with data analytics, is it more of a technical gap, you know, not knowing how to use the tools, or is it more of a business know-how gap? not knowing what questions to ask, not knowing what metrics are important to the business? Mm-hmm. Um, good first question. Um, to be honest, I think it is a combination of both, if, if I'm truthful. Um, I think that a lot of data, um, a lot of auditors, like a lot of people in the population, lack data literacy. Um, it's a new and growing term but it really means having the ability to make sense of data. And it touches on some of the things that you mentioned. So the ability to use the tools, the ability to have questions and to know what data to use, how to analyze it, and then to essentially make sense of it. So what you find is some people go for training with a tool and then they never use it again but that's because they don't have the data literacy. They don't know how to use the tool and in what scenario when they're faced with different audit types outside the training room actually um, at work. So I think it is a combination of both. Um, I also think that data analytics has got a bit of a bad name. I think to many people, they hear it and they think coding technologists and then they instantly say not for me and I think it's a thing that can be quite easily ignored and I think touching on the business knowledge I think if more people understood that really data analytics is all about learning to audit using data using data to make better assurance decisions and since that's our entire purpose of of being here and as a profession you would think that if you had a mechanism to make better assurance decisions, everybody would be scrambling over each other to learn how to do it. So I don't think it's a a lack of want. I think maybe it's a lack of understanding how it benefits the job that we do. Um, Stop me if I'm going too far, John. No, no, you you keep going, please. (laughs) You you keep going. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I, I think it's a lack of understanding what data analytics is, that it is about decisions. Add to that, I think our way of training auditors has been very tick box. So I think it's like, here's a topic, 
here's a framework, learn the framework, go to work, look at what you see on the ground and then do a comparison. And it's like a gap analysis, very tick box. And I would describe learning data analytics a little bit like learning to play the guitar. Mm -hmm. Can you ever imagine someone giving you a tick sheet to learn the guitar? It's ridiculous, (laughs) right? So, you you know, it's like... Excellent comparison. (laughs) Yeah, here's here's a tick sheet, Um, an hour, just go through the list and you can now play in in a band well nobody would and essentially that's the problem I think audit training is very formulaic whereas data analytics is highly creative you you don't often know what you're going to get at the end yeah and I think we are so used to following the the process flow that I think a lot of us have lost our ability to to be a bit more open-minded and be a bit more creatively thinking yeah, so true. It's, you know, we're, we're trying to fit into this box. It's like, it's prescriptive. Just follow these rules and you're going to get awesome data analytics results and you, you can't get that. So to kind of, you know, give an example here, I actually worked for a large organization where, you know, they had the budget and we'll, we'll talk about budget, you know, later, but they had the budget to have, they had their own data analytics dedicated department and then that assisted internal auditors. But I remember from that experience, it was like, you know, you, you had to have the operational auditors on one side coming up with the questions, what we're going to look at, and then the data analysts, okay, we're going to help you get the data. But from your answer, it sounds like data analytics, it's a little bit of both, right? It's like knowing what questions to ask and then actually, you know, trying to get the data. My, my own comparison, my own mind is... You know, for it's like you you have the recipe, and you know maybe it's like you give the recipe to someone, and that person cooks it for you. So, you know, but you 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 gotta know the ingredients. <laughs> you gotta know the the questions to ask, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's a little bit of both, right? Definitely. I think, um, I I don't know if it's a technical term, but it's the way that I I kind of teach my trainers. It's more of a principle basis of learning. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe driving, here's the the basics. And then over time, you learn how to get better and better. So with data analytics, you learn some kind of basic principles, what data means, how to interpret its meaning, you know, basic um, things that you need. So the kind of foundations and then the rest is about practice. And then the more different scenarios you apply those principles, the better you get because you recognize those that those situations to do A and then those situations to do B. So I think we've just got a complete um, unrealistic expectation of what learning to analyze data means and people very quickly get bored because it isn't a quick right one hour that's it I can follow a checklist you know audit leaders right. get bored because all of this amazing value doesn't appear so everyone just says oh forget it let's go back to sample testing <laughs> yes yes yeah let's not think which leads me to this second question okay. <laughs> and you you mentioned quickly get bored so mm-hmm. Are internal auditors just lazy in using data analytics? Come on. You know that is a highly controversial statement right there. (laughs) 
Um, I don't think they're lazy. I genuinely think the motivating factors that would encourage them to learn are simply not there. I, I, I think it's more that. So I think if you're an auditor and the people that are employing you, the board, are not asking for data analytics, if your head of audit is not asking for data analytics, if you know full well that you could get an audit job tomorrow with no data skills, it takes a very determined individual to want to learn data analytics. And I think that's the crux of the problem. So I think the, um, you know, we can read all we want about data. We can go to conferences. We can attend free webinars Mm -hmm. for as long as you like. The reality is that is simply passive learning. And unless you physically do something with the information that you obtain from these free webinars, you're learning nothing. You're just scooping up CPE points. And I think, to be honest, it's slightly worrying that the people that rely on our assurance are not demanding that we use a recognized, tried and tested method to obtain more accurate assurance, that the people that we report to are quite frankly satisfied with mediocre. So that is a little concerning, but it doesn't mean that if you're in head of audit, you can't be creative and demonstrate that we can do better. We can provide more accurate assurance if we use data, but, you know, it, it does take funding. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get onto that in a minute. But I mean, I, I used um, an interesting example the other day um, about the market forces kind of um, pushing people to learn. If you are a decent um, tech developer, you do not require CPE points to encourage you to learn because you know full well that if you do not keep your skills up to date, no company that wants to progress will hire you. And that is the end of it. And I I just think we have just become so used to the, the our organizations funding our training that we're a bit averse to funding our own training. And then when you're in a position where your head of audit is quite frankly gonna retire in a few years, so they don't wanna rock the boat. They don't right. want to start introducing all this new and fancy ways of doing things. They just want to keep it nice and steady. So now you don't get the funding as a very ambitious, you know, hungry auditor. You're not getting funded. So what, what are you going to do? Just sit and wait? Or are you going to take matters into your own hands? Get yourself trained to enable you to have the skills to get any job you want. I mean, I, I personally think that upskilling gives you the gift of choice. To be bored stiff in a role purely because you don't have the skills to go somewhere else is tragic in my view. Yeah, absolutely agree. So, you know, talking about, and you you touched on a few points there about, you know, board members or head of audits pushing for data analytics. And I actually worked for an organization where the CAE require every single audit, we have to have data analytics if we don't, you have to justify why we didn't. So in your, in your view, what are some of the ways that we can, you know, this is an example of, of how you can push for data analytics. W- what are some maybe other ways that we can push for data analytics in organizations? 
Yeah, I mean, if if you're a leader and you're absolutely determined that this is the direction you want to go down, it's simple. You you, you set the expectation that as a team, we're going to work together to incorporate data into our way of working. And that as a leader, you set that expectation. Now, you're probably going to get some people freaking out because they're going to think, right, I've got to start learning Python and I've got to start doing really difficult things. But I think then it's about conversation. So who, who maybe wants to go down the more sophisticated technical route and who doesn't, but everybody's going to have a role to play. So you may have some people that don't really want to code, but they actually understand that this data means this in the context of audit. And actually, I don't have the skills to analyze it myself, but I'm highlighting to other team members that do opportunities to use data. So everyone's working together to find ways to use data to make their assurance more accurate. So I think it's just about leaders being clear in in this being important to them. Um, Another thing is, if you're brave enough to, to, to start training in this space, when you return to the office, if, if you get the message that failure is not tolerated, you're never going to try. And I right. think it's right. really important to so understand true. that all failure is, is a natural part of learning. When we learn to ride a bike, we fell off. When we learn to play that guitar, we got some notes wrong. But as the auditors, it's like this expectation that you're perfect and it creates the perfect storm. All we want to do is what the tick box allows us to do because branching out is terrifying because we're going to make a mistake, but we're just going to stay in the same box and it's going to get smaller and smaller. And before you know it, the box will disappear. Yeah. Yeah. And what you said there about being afraid of, you know, failing, there's actually, I think there's a line in uh, the trust advisors book from Richard Chambers that that's one thing that holds internal auditors back is that fear of failure. You know, we have to be, we don't need to be perfect. I mean, the you know, ideally, yes, the data would be perfect and our recommendations would be perfect. But, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to progress and, uh, you know, make it better each from each project to project. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there is a valid, valid, you know, you can call it an excuse from some leaders that, hey, I, yeah, I do want to implement internal or uh, data analytics into my uh, department here, but I, I don't have the money for it. So mm-hmm. for those who maybe that's a legitimate reason why they don't, mm-hmm. what can they do? Um, it, it's definitely a, a legitimate problem. Um, I, I would say if you have Excel, there's no excuse because I, I, I really think it's a very easy kind of um, excuse, to be honest, to say, I haven't got any budget, so we're not going to. When actually all you need is Excel, a little bit of creativity and some basic skills. And as an example, you could get a download of all of the transactions in the last year, um, looking at orders versus um, where a purchase order was in place and identify, you know, within a few minutes where there was an order with no purchase order in place. Now, I mean, that that does sound quite basic, but if you sample selected 15, you would never identify the anomalies that you would find if you, uh, you know, evaluated thousands. And I think that's the that, that's the physical difference. So I, I really think it's important to understand that basic data analytics is still data analytics. It's always going to be far superior than sample testing 15. So I think people just need to kind of maybe 
just move away from this. I can't because I haven't got the budget. I can't because it's too hard. Um, I guess I, I come from an engineering background. So it's it's drummed into me that when you find a problem, you find a way around it. It's just, it's a normal way for me to think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think actually let's maybe just stop talking amongst ourselves for a minute and put ourselves in the shoes of the customer. So I guess audit can maybe be seen as a bit of an insurance policy, you know, but think about when you go on holiday, why would you buy the most expensive insurance policy if you had no belief that it would provide any more value than the cheapest? And that's essentially where we are. Because if the board don't really want to get rid of us all, because that would be quite risky, but they're not investing either. So I think when when we keep telling ourselves that we're adding value, I would say, well, added value is in the eye of the customer, not based on our evaluation. And if our customers are not investing in us, which demonstrates that they value the service they're getting, something's going wrong and we need to do something to excite them and show them what more we could do with more budget. But simply kind of holding the position of no budget, no progress just doesn't seem to help anybody. Right, right. I mean, like Excel can do so many things, you know, like a uh, 2016 version or a more recent of Excel. There are so many things that you can do and it, it doesn't cost a whole lot more, right? No, but I, I think I think it's really important to remember so much of analyzing data is about your mindset. It's, it's, it's less about, you know, coding and all of that stuff that that's the other end of the spectrum. I mean, when you are starting from basics, I only teach on Excel for a specific reason because it makes it accessible to absolutely everybody. So training on a particular tool is ostracizing those that don't have the money to access that tool. And and I think it's just about thinking, right, actually I've got an audit test and instead of sampling 10, oh, what data is available for me to actually test the whole population? And really simple techniques like simple formulas in Excel, comparing one field with another, um, looking at trends. So is right. are, are your sales going up or are your sales going down? It sounds really basic, but I think basic is fine when you are at the beginning. <laughs> so it's yeah. always better to start somewhere than just maintain a, a position of zero progress. Yeah. And I think those basic questions can, you know, trigger some conversations and, you know, you can, you keep questioning the data and you keep questioning the data and kind of going back to my question about our internal auditors just lazy. Cause I, and we, we discussed this prior to the episode, you know, like I think intuitively or maybe just naturally we tend to go the easy route, right? Our, our brain is somewhat lazy into like, just, we just know the answer here. So therefore this is what it is. But to your point, you know, you just need the basic tool. Maybe you're looking at some trends, some ratios, and then you can just keep asking, right? Just keep mm-hmm. uncovering and uh, removing those layers. Um, you just reminded me of a point. So I did a little bit of digging and I, I traced back just over 20 years discussions about internal audit and data analytics, right? So we're in 2022. So this is going back to the first iPod. This is when modern discussions of data analytics first started. And the fact that we are doing global surveys, which are saying pretty much the same thing for the last 22 years, is quite terrifying. 
And I think if we were to audit a company that had given us that information, we'd have a very long list of actions of how they could fix that. So I don't know what it is about us as a profession, but the, the figures are there to, to, to say that progress is not happening. And I think just continually telling auditors to adopt data analytics is a failing strategy. Evidence history will tell you that it's not working. And actually, the lack of progress is telling everybody that the status quo is acceptable. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Nicola, for being uh Part of the episode and for you know this thought-provoking discussion for those who want to reach out to you to learn about more of your services and you know how they can uh, improve their data analytics what would be the best way for them to contact you um well i'm always on linkedin trying to kind of get discussion going and some thought-provoking topics so um catch me on linkedin so nicola Oshanike. Um, and also if you follow Audit Data Hub on LinkedIn, there's loads of stuff there. Um, the new training course is going to be released in stages. So the first module is free. So if you head over to auditopia.com, the details are there. But um, I'm sure um, there'll be some details um, with this podcast for you to access as well. Absolutely. We'll include the links uh, in the notes of the episode. Thank you so much, Nicola. I appreciate you, your time. Thanks, John.